Hi, everyone. This week's episode is brought to you by italki, I-T-A-L-K-I, where you can have English conversations and lessons online. With italki, you'll have a human connection and an authentic life experience while learning real English. Plus, as a listener of our podcast, you can get 10 US dollars in italki credits with your first lesson purchase at the website go.italki.com slash English in 10 minutes. to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my colleague, Melissa. Um, Melissa, we're talking about your home city in the United States, which is San Francisco. And so were you born there? I was born in San Francisco, and I lived there for the first 18 years of my life until uh, my studies brought me other places in California and abroad, and then uh, moved to France uh, after I graduated from college. Okay, and do you still go back quite a lot? Yeah, we try to get back there once a year. Uh, My mother still lives in my childhood house. So uh, I try and go back and see her every year, and I have one of my sons who's also studying in the area, so it's really nice to go back. It must be really nostalgic to, to go back to your childhood house. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. stay in your same room, I do, in yeah. your same bed and everything? <laughs> yeah, the same curtains and the same carpet. Uh, my mom has updated the decoration a little bit, uh, bought some new bedspreads and repainted the room, which she uses an office now, but uh, yeah. And so San Francisco is a very famous city in, in the U.S. It's a city that lots of tourists want to go to. So what's, what makes it interesting, uh, in your opinion? Well, San Francisco is, is very unique uh, as far as American cities go. It's uh, quite small, actually. It's only about seven miles across and seven miles from north to south. It's surrounded by water on three sides, so it makes it very more at a European sort of scale rather than a big spread out metropolis like a lot of other cities. You could actually walk from one end to the other if you wanted to. It's quite interesting that you say that because also if you look at New York, it's also defined by its geography a little bit. And so these, just in the way that I think, these are the two most unique or most interesting cities uh, in the U.S. and maybe they both owe that to the land space that they have. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, comparison. I hadn't thought of that before. Well, there you go. Um, so if you go to San Francisco as a tourist, what kind of things would you do? Well, I always tell people that they should uh, go down to the waterfront. Uh, I mean, all tourist guidebooks will tell you Fisherman's Wharf, Golden Gate Bridge, uh, Golden Gate Park. Now, I'd recommend uh, renting a bicycle. Uh, you can ride through Golden Gate Park and you can go across the bridge. Uh, when you get to the north side of Golden Gate Bridge, you drive down to a little place called Sausalito, which is a very quaint town with the lots of artisans and nice restaurants. And then you can actually hop on the ferry with your bike and come back to the city that way. So that's a one good full day trip. And so that's quite interesting. Again, related to New York is that you have public transportation uh, which you don't often have in a lot of mm-hmm. other larger cities in, in the United States. And it seems like it's a very green city, like you said, with the bicycles and and also other things. Yeah, it's very popular, and they've put in more and more bike paths. 
Um, I know I grew up in San Francisco and we only ever owned one car uh, because my father went to work on the bus every day and the public transportation system is excellent. Um, at the same time, it's very international. Um, one thing you might be interested to know is that at my high school, uh, back in the 1970s, uh, it was already nearly 50% Asian Americans. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting. So why do you think they were drawn to San Francisco at that, at that time? Uh, well, after the Vietnam War, of course, a, a lot of Vietnamese came to California. But in the 50s and 60s, a lot of uh, Chinese Americans uh, also fled China through Hong Kong and came to San Francisco or to the west coast of the United States uh, at the, I guess, geographically being closer to Asia uh, is one reason. And then at a similar time, or perhaps slightly before this, um, in the 1950s, you had a large migration from the east coast of the United States to the west coast. So I guess around the same time, you have an infusion of different people mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. To, to San Francisco. Yeah, well, San Francisco even today has a sort of an Irish neighborhood, an Italian neighborhood, uh, and it's also a very liberal city, well, liberal in the sense of uh, American English at least, <laughs> meaning uh, slightly left of uh, the political, uh, political range. Uh, so a lot of people who feel persecuted could just be um, minorities or homosexuals came to California at that time because they were welcome uh, from the very beginning. And so if you look at this liberalism, if you look back to, say, the 1960s, you're looking at a kind of hippie uh, mm-hmm. type of lifestyle. <laughs> and so what kind of... Is, is that lifestyle still there in San Francisco at all? Well, you know, I've been gone for a long <laughs> time, but I think it's been uh, replaced to a large extent by the uh, tech industry now. And San Francisco has become so expensive that... Um, a lot of people have had to move out. Uh, but it's also interesting that that liberalism has been retained, but maybe mm-hmm. the focus of it has shifted, like you said, towards uh, gay rights or mm-hmm. other things like that. Yeah, that's true. And so when you go back now, do you see, do you think that it's changed a lot from what you remember as a, as a child? Um, I don't notice that many changes, but I go there a little bit as a tourist now. Uh, I go see my mom, I go see my friends, and I go sightseeing also when I have visitors with me. So I, I don't feel like I, I maybe don't have quite the same feel for the city as I did when I was growing up. And do you, if you take people, as you said, people who come with you, who are friends, are they international uh, friends from, from France? From Europe, France mostly. Mm-hmm. And what kind of reaction do they have to, to the city? Uh, well, usually we go during the summertime, so they find it's very cold. Uh, a lot of people complain about San Francisco because of the weather. Uh, I'd recommend that anybody traveling to San Francisco go there either in June or September because there's a little microclimate and it can be quite foggy and cold in the city uh, during the summer. Really? So you think that in July and August it would be the hottest time of the year? Yeah, you would, and uh, we can pick out the tourists on the street because of the way they're dressed. Uh, the, um, the, the shops do a very good business in fleece uh, <laughs> Fleece, but not umbrellas because it doesn't rain. Okay, that's interesting because people think California is a really hot place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you can hop in your car and drive for 20 minutes north, uh, east, or south of the city, and it will be quite warm and balmy. Okay, so it's very micro, yeah. very restricted mm-hmm. just to, to that area. I'm afraid you'd have to speak to a weather specialist who could explain it to you better. 
And so if you want to take trips outside of the city, what kind of places can you go to? Well, we like to go to Napa Valley, uh, which is the wine area. There's also Sonoma Valley. Both of those are north of San Francisco. On the coast, you can also find um, oysters and seafood. Uh, otherwise, for a short weekend trip, you can go to Yosemite or Lake Tahoe. Those are two of my favorite places. Right, because Yosemite is one of the most famous national parks in, in the U.S. And what do you see when you go there? Oh, beautiful mountains, Half Dome, El Capitan. Uh, you can go hiking. There are some wa waterfalls. Bridal Veil Falls is very well known. And you also may run into a bear. <laughs> if you're not careful. <laughs> if you're not careful. If you go camping and you leave food out in your campsite, you might be unfortunate enough to have it all eaten up by morning. Okay. And so, as you said, the, the center of San Francisco is, is quite restricted. But now on the other side of the bay, you have another city, which is Oakland, right? Mm -hmm. And so is that, are they kind of merging together? Or do you think there's still no, a not distinct at all. Not at all. San difference? Francisco will always remain distinct uh, because of the, the bay that separates the cities, yeah. And even to the south, uh, Silicon Valley is to the south of San Francisco, but there's a very... Yeah, even geographical distinction, because when you drive south of San Francisco, you go through sort of a mountainous area before you get to Silicon Valley. And so even within this restricted area that you've been talking about uh, along the bay, you've got a lot of hills mm -hmm. in the San Francisco area? Oh yeah, right in San Francisco, just like you see on TV. Uh, it's a very hilly city. Uh, that's why we built the cable cars to uh, go up and down. So if you want to take your bicycle around, like you said before, it can be a good idea as long as you know I'd how to avoid the hills. Exactly. I'd suggest studying the map and the topography before taking your bicycle out. Golden Gate Park is, uh, let's see, from east to west, it probably runs about four miles. And that's fairly flat, certainly flat enough for even a child to cycle through. Okay. Um, so as long as you don't get lost and start going up hills, yeah. then, then you'll be okay on a bike. Okay. Thank you very much, Melissa. Okay. Thank you. listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.